I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast, where I live in Baltimore County, Maryland. Not Baltimore City. Baltimore City is its own county. Baltimore County is next door. That's where I am. But but anyway, Baltimore County, where I live, recently banned plastic bags. Single single use plastic bags, the kind you get at grocery stores and convenience stores and liquor stores and the drug store. So everywhere that used to have plastic bags no longer does. They have paper bags, which you can purchase. I think it's a nickel each. Otherwise, you need to bring your own reusable bag. And the idea behind this was was pretty obvious, right? It was environmentalism. The idea that these plastic bags were all over the place and that they were littering our streets and hanging in our trees and filling up our landfills to the point where we were going to be just waiting in plastic bags pretty soon, just swimming in them, piles of plastic bags lining the streets. Now, are there plastic bags littering the streets sometimes? Yes, particularly in certain areas. In Baltimore City, the bags are all over the place because the people who live there litter a lot They, they because they don't care about their communities. So they throw stuff in alleys and they throw stuff on the streets and they don't even pick up the garbage half the time in Baltimore City. In certain areas, the inner city is a is a dump, right? But in the county, we never really had a problem with this. We, we, we don't really have a big problem with litter here because people care about the community. So they throw their stuff away. There has never been an instance where I've seen a bunch of plastic bags lining the street. But if you listen to the lawmakers who instituted this policy, the bags, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're clogging up plumbing. They're in the waterways. They're killing the fish. They're hanging in the trees. But you you just, you never really saw this. You never really saw the things that they were talking about. But the Baltimore City Council decided that they were going to ban stores from giving out plastic bags. And we know why they did this. They, They did this primarily as a virtue signal. Something that they could do to sort of pat themselves on the back and make them look good to other people who believe the same things. It wasn't a big problem, the plastic bags, but they basically saw every other liberal jurisdiction in the country doing it, and they felt as though, well, we have to go along. This will make us look really good. And when the law was passed, before it was implemented, people didn't really care much. But now that it's going to, into effect, I hear people talking about it all the time. And they're talking about what a pain in the ass it is. I am one of those people. I I was opposed to it from the start, but I I tried to make the best of this. I did. I tried to always have a reusable bag in my car. I forget to pack them sometimes. Because probably I've, you know, because I've spent my whole life not having to provide my own bag when buying groceries. But I, and I have found myself turning the car around when I get to the supermarket and going back home to get my reusable plastic bag because not, not just because I don't want to pay for the paper bags. I don't, I don't have that money to burn, but because the paper bags are inconvenient. They don't have handles. You can't carry them all the way up the stairs in one trip. They're harder to dispose of. It's a pain. I go to the Seven Eleven and I buy more than three things. You need some way to carry them. You're not going to, bring a reusable plastic bag into the convenience store. (laughs) The convenience store is supposed to be convenient, right? Plastic bags used to be part of the convenience. Now 
you have to stagger out with your hands full of stuff. It's ridiculous. I, I, I don't think people realized how convenient the plastic bags were until they were gone. But the environmentalists who have a lot of sway over Democratic politicians, they really wanted this. They've always hated plastic bags because they, they largely hate plastic anything. It's used, it uses petroleum. It's created out of petroleum and they hate petroleum. But, but they created this myth, right, where these bags were filling up landfills, which was never true. And it turns out that the reusable plastic bags aren't even that much better for the environment than the original plastic bags. The reusables are made out of uh, polypropylene, I think it's called, and they're, it's, it's, it's a synthetic. And those, those reusable bags are only used an average of two or three times. That's according to uh, Fredonia Custom Research Market Assessment. So now those are piling up in landfills and homes because a lot of people are like me. They, for, they forget the bags and then they have to buy new ones at the store. So they have these collections of reusable bags that they just end up throwing out. And they are thicker and they are larger than the plastic bags. So it's not really helping the environment. But it's making environmentalists and politicians and greenies happy with themselves. And all of this speaks to how we have allowed this environmentalism, often extreme environmentalism, to seep into our everyday lives. But why? What is it actually doing? Because we all want clean air and we all want clean water. We all want clean streets and no litter. We don't, we don't want wildlife to suffer because of human activity. So most people care about the environment. But when government starts telling people you're killing the earth and your life has to change in order to save it, I think a lot of people are rightfully skeptical of that kind of alarmism. So, so let, let's break it down into smaller parts. Climate change, right? That's the big environmental boogeyman. It's not a hoax. It's real. Climate change is real. The, the climate is changing. Some of it, if not most of it, is due to carbon emissions. It's not necessarily a good thing, but is it going to cause severe changes to the earth that we are incapable of dealing with in the long term? Is it going to lead to some kind of mass extinction event? There's no evidence that that's the case. None. And the projections of how it will affect life on earth that have been breathlessly made by greenies since I would say around the 1970s have mostly not come to fruition. The consequences have been minimal, but the environmental movement has used scare tactics, uh, much of which is used on kids, school-age kids, to terrify us into thinking that climate change is an existential threat. We'll get to that in a second, but, I, but, but here's what I'm saying. Is climate change good? Probably not. Is it killing people? No. The reality is that even if the dangers of climate change were imminent, we would adapt. We, we as humans could change our lives in order to live with the effects like we do with everything else. So if the water levels start to rise by a few inches every hundred years, we'll start to build our homes further inland because that's the sensible thing to do. You have more rain or snow over the course of the next hundred years. We will change our behaviors to adapt. Because we're very smart. We are humans. That is what we do. We adapt. Should we try to lower emissions? Yeah, sure. I have no problem with that. Well, why not? There, there, there are ways to wean ourselves off of 
dirty fossil fuels. And in the long term, the new methods of producing energy will be cleaner. They'll be less expensive too, so we'll have no incentive not to do it. But we aren't there yet. We aren't at a point where we have the capability to significantly transition to these new methods. So we are stuck with fossil fuels. And meanwhile, you have these dopey activists gluing themselves to highways, destroying art, and telling us we need to stop eating meat, start eating other forms of protein like insects. Yes, it's true. It actually is happening. It's absurd. It's not helping their cause, but they are so dedicated to the idea that mankind is destroying itself that they refuse to accept the fact that these changes are going to be gradual and that things are going to be okay. They, they want oil gone now. The, the, the most extreme of the environmental activists, if we had to go back to horse and buggies, they would do it to get rid of oil. They want the internal combustion engine gone now. Yesterday, they want it gone. They want the plastic bags gone because they need to convince the average person that the world is dying and most people aren't buying it. They, 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 the average person doesn't see much of an impact of all this. So they've, they've not adopted the alarmist attitude that many of those on the left have. And, and as I've said, much of the indoctrination when it comes to radical environmentalist theology is being spread in schools. Now – I remember going to grade school, this is third, fourth grade, and we learned that if we didn't recycle, that we would be knee-deep in trash by now. Just, just heaps and mountains of trash everywhere. Of course, what they didn't tell us was that there's no chance that we we're going to run out of landfill space, not, not within the next millennium anyway. But we had to write poems and, and essays about how badly our parents needed to recycle, and, and, and that's why we do it now. That's why everybody recycles now. It's because the schools taught the kids to shame their parents into doing it. That's exactly what happened. And I know because I was there. I was doing it. We also learned that the Amazon rainforest was going to be gone by the time we turned into adults. Again, not true. The Amazon rainforest is still there. But we were freaking out at the time. Remember, kids will believe anything, especially if it comes from their teachers. And young people were used as pawns to promote the environmentalist agenda, and it hasn't stopped. I'm sure you've heard the stories. Therapists uh, now have more and more kids who are coming to them with issues that stem from being scared and stressed out about climate change. There are articles about this in the New York Times. They're, they're talking about it like it's a good thing. Remember the polar bears? Oh, yeah, the polar bears. They were all going to be dead by now. It didn't happen. But, but kids are subjected to the alarmism day after day in school and also through media so they don't question it. And this current generation of environmental activists, they were created by those teachers that we had in grade school. They the, and, and like I said, they were used as pawns. That generation grew up and now they're doing ridiculous stuff like banning plastic bags and banning gas stoves and, and all these other things that are going to make no difference environmentally and inconvenience us all in, and in many cases also hurt the economy. Environmental regulations on new businesses and housing discourage those things. In California, the regulations on truckers have caused food prices to rise. That's just, another, that's just one example. And, and all of this is going to have virtually no impact, the environmental impact of all this, particularly on emissions, because the United States may be reducing its carbon footprint. 
But you have countries, specifically China and India, which are rapidly increasing theirs. So it negates everything we are doing. And those countries, they're industrializing, and especially China. They're not going to stop. They'll say, oh, yeah, we really care about climate change. They're not going to stop polluting like that. They're not going to damage their economic growth because some, you know, dirty uh, cricket-eating, mask-wearing activist in San Francisco tells them to. That's not happening. All this does is unnecessarily make our lives harder. And I'm all for shared sacrifice when necessary. But the environmentalists and the left are asking too much, and the results have been negligible. It's not worth it. It's a it's a it's a favorite cause with celebrities because it requires so little thinking. Oh, the earth is dying. Okay, well, I'll have to do something about that. And it doesn't require any sacrifice on their part. They live these lives of complete comfort. They they assume guys like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio assume that the sacrifices that they're making impact us all the same way. But for the average American, something like buying an electric car is a lot more expensive than for the average celebrity. The average person has to go to the grocery store themselves, right? They, they can't send out the help to go to the grocery store with a bunch of reusable plastic bags. The, the average person can't afford carbon offsets when we take our private jets to Davos like John Kerry and his pals. So climate change isn't a hoax. It isn't a scam. And I don't like the rhetoric from conservatives who say it is because it makes conservatives kind of look like cavemen who don't understand the issue. But these, these environmental issues are, are just not as big of a threat as the out-of-control environmental movement would have you believe. The reality is it's not catastrophic. It's not catastrophic. And they need to stop inconveniencing us all. And we, we also can't afford to give the green movement control over the economy because they hate capitalism too. In their minds, capitalism is the cause of the environmental problems. So if the Greens had their way, our economic system would be turned upside down and it would slow to a crawl. So what you have to do in these situations is it starts at home. Teach your kids. If they come home and say, my teacher says that the polar bears are dying and that climate change is causing all these problems and the world is in danger, you need to set them straight. Because your kids are going to believe pretty much anything their teacher tells them. But... They will believe you too, hopefully. So you you need to push back on this stuff and bring back the plastic bags because that's not helping anyone. I'm Dan Joseph. Check out my new video on Big Pharma, in defense of Big Pharma actually, on YouTube at DanJoseph78. Also, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at DanJoseph365 as well. I will see you Wednesday.